The 2023 Jets season has finally arrived, and there's been all the hoopla in the world from training camp to hard knocks to one Jets drive to Aaron Rodgers on Broadway. Well, it's here. The games count now. The Buffalo Bills, the division favorite, come to Jet Life on Monday for week one in a primetime battle to kick off the season. The Gangs All Here podcast is here to cover another Jet season. One season that could be one for the ages. Kaz and I will break down the week one matchup against the Bills, make our picks, and make our predictions for the season. Will the Jets playoff drought finally come to an end? To preview week one and the season as well with us as a good friend of the program. You see him on SNY and the Jets pre and post game. It's former Jets offensive lineman, Hofstra Pride alum, the great Willie Cologne will join us. It's all coming up next on a season preview edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. Rodgers with the fade for Wilson in the touchdown. I noticed uh, walking in this morning that that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. So that ain't nothing like game we Smell that football bat. I think we could be that dominant if we put all the things together and we just focus on the now and we're deliberate and everyone plays up to their potential. I think the sky's the limit for us. I don't want to play hard. I want to you up. That's the mindset. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I am your host, Jake Brown. My co-host, Brian Costello, will join me in just a few minutes. Joining us later in the program is friend of the program, the great Willie Cologne, former Jets offensive lineman, Hofstra Pride alum, and he's a Jets pre- and post-game analyst on SNY. Looking forward to catching up with Willie Cologne a little bit later in the program. But, man, it's finally here. Labor Day has passed. Week one is upon us. And what could be the most memorable Jets season of my lifetime could be ahead of us. All the hoopla in the world has been there. From the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers to training camp to one Jets drive to hard knocks to all the storylines, all the talk of the NFL has been The New York Jets, they are the center focus of the football world because of the quarterback that they have. And while all that scrutiny, all that hype could bring a lot of pressure, it could also bring something special. And if you look on paper, and of course, we know the storyline, it's the Jets, you know, it'll all go wrong, something will happen. But I'm not going to go down that route this season. I refuse to go down that route because everything I've seen in camp, Hard knocks, on the field, off the field, coaching, the Hall of Fame quarterback. It shows me that the Jets are primed for a special season. It shows me that the Jets are a far better team than the 7-1 team we saw last year. And obviously, it goes without saying, Rodgers has to stay healthy. They got to stay healthy. That's most NFL teams. If your quarterback gets hurt, you're screwed. Of course. But if the Jets stay healthy, this is going to be special. And we'll give you our picks for the season. We'll give you our predictions. But I am so fired up about this team. Because why not us? Why not the Jets? Because it's been 53 years. It's been 53 years too long since 1969. Going on 54 years now. 
since the Jets have won a Super Bowl and since they made their only Super Bowl appearance. So why not now for these Jets? The final episode of Hard Knocks on Tuesday night. I loved it. Now it was a little bit shorter. I wonder if the Jets decided, hey, we're not we don't want to use that footage or they cut some stuff short. It was a little shorter, but man, my favorite scene of the Hard Knocks season was all the Jets at MJ the musical. From someone who saw it and you know, who loved that musical and who enjo- truly enjoys musicals, to see all the Jets there, to see Hackett hyped up, to see the thrill in Solomon Thomas's eyes watching that. It's special, man. And I don't think you should overlook these Jets out and about at different events because these guys will play for each other. That's the kind of stuff that translates onto the field, and you can see the chemistry off the field is there. These guys enjoy hanging out. They enjoy going out and doing things together, and they're building a family, a family primed for a special run. And I absolutely loved seeing all them together in the first couple rows there, happy and then you know, JFM, who we had on here a few weeks ago asking about, so is it actually them singing or is it, you know, Michael Jackson singing? Uh, it is them, JFM. These are Broadway stars. This is talent. This is Broadway. They are singing all themselves. That's what makes it special. I thought the UFA, UFO scene was incredible. I thought they went a little long on that, but that was fun. I got emotional watching Jason Brownlee and Xavier Gibson make the roster. I mean, that was really cool how they didn't really, they showed the cuts but they didn't go into those like meetings. They went through the guys who were surprised. They, you know, Joe Douglas, it was like American Idol. They they teed him up that they're going to be eliminated, and they made it. And that was special because the difference is monumental when it comes to family, when it comes to the contract, when it comes to the money. is monumental making that roster. So good for those guys. Jason Bradley undrafted, making the team and having a shot as the Jets with, you know, seven wide receiver deep depth chart, but – you know, Gibson's a, a special teams guy. Brownlee could be a special teams guy. So good for those guys making the roster. And good for another guy I got to meet a few weeks ago, Tanzel Smart, for making it to the practice squad. That was that got me emotional when, when he got let go and he's holding his beautiful daughter and good for him to make it back. But tremendous job by Hard Knocks. Jeff Ulbricht drinking game would be every time he drops an F-bomb, take a shot. You'd be hammered. I mean, he's fierce. He's competitive. Same with Robert Sala. What he said, his speech. You know, he talked about like, you know, he doesn't want the coach to come to him at, at midfield and say, hey, you played hard. The quote was one of my biggest pet peeves I have as a coach when you're on a team that's not doing very well. And the opposing coach whose team is doing well walks up to you at the 50 yard line and says, man, you guys play hard. He said, you, I don't want to play hard. I want to you up. That's the mindset. No one is talking about how we play hard anymore. They're fucking hating. That's exactly what you fucking want. Now, that's a quote right there from Coach Sala. And he is the ultimate motivator. We know that. And we see that. Now we see how he does with a quarterback, with a team, with an elite defense, with wide receivers, with Cook and Brees in the backfield. And, you know, for all the naysayers of the offensive line, I'll say this. Give him a shot. Left tackle Dwayne Brown was a pro bowler in 2021. And I know his age. I know he's 38. But this is a veteran with a strong track record who was a pro bowler just two years ago. Left guard Lake and Tomlinson may have not had the greatest year last year, but he got a big contract for a reason. Another guy who came off a pro bowl in 2021. So why can't he get back to pro bowl form? Right guard Elijah Vera Tucker was a star, was budding to be a star. 
Rookie year, great. 2021 gets hurt last year, out for the year. Why can't he come back and look like the guy we saw? And then right tackle, all the scrutiny in the world, Makai Becton. Yes, he's been hurt. Yes, he hasn't played right tackle. But he showed us in camp, he's able to play it, and if he stays on the field, he can do it effectively. And his build, his frame, his work ethic, and you know how Rodgers has treated him, I think he's going to blossom. Now, the durability is a question mark, of course. But if Makai Becton can stay on the field, I think you're going to see Highway 77 go from the left to the right side. And then at center, Connor McGovern, he's fine. That's the one spot where you're not going crazy over. We'll see if Joe Tipman, you know, takes that spot over at some point. But I think this offensive line could be a lot better than what the naysayers are saying. And if they aren't, and if they are as bad as, you know, critics might say, then sure, maybe this team crumbles. Maybe they don't become a 10-11 win team, make the playoffs if the offensive line is bad. But man, this defense is rocking. We'll talk about it with Kaz. And they have playmakers. They have a backfield. And they got Aaron freaking Rodgers. Oh, man, I'll be there Monday. I am fired up. Me and producer Andrew Hartz will be going to the game on Monday night. Jets, Bills, MetLife Stadium. The atmosphere is going to be off the charts. And we can't wait to be there. We can't wait to cover this full Jets season on Gangs All Here every Monday every Thursday, and then, you know, if there's a Monday night game like this Monday, we'll drop a show Tuesday, and then the preview show Thursday for the game Sunday. If the Thursday night game, we'll drop it Friday morning. Twice a week, former players, current players, broadcasters, celebrity fans, all the guests, we want to get you, the fan, involved. Tweet me, at Jake Brown Radio. We want to get you involved. Follow me on Twitter. Get us going, and then watch us on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Give us a thumbs up below if you're watching on YouTube. Comment below. Give us your predictions for the Jets season on YouTube. New York Post Sports YouTube. Find the Gangs All Here playlist. Subscribe to the YouTube. Follow the playlist. Comment below. Thumbs up. Comment. How many wins will the Jets have? Give us your predictions in the comments below and tweet me your predictions for the Jets season. We'll give ours in just a bit. Willie Clone's going to join us in a little bit. And now I'll welcome in my co-host, Brian Costello. You ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. So hate away. All right, and now I bring in my critically acclaimed co-host, Brian Costello. Jets be right for the New York Post. Follow him on Twitter, at Brian Cos. Cos, another year. You got to be thrilled for this year. You're finally going to get a football team that at least looks competent, that has a quarterback that's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and there's going to be storylines up the wazoo. For a beat writer, this has got to be a kind of maybe the best year of your Jets tenure besides 2015. Mm. The winning doesn't matter, Jake. Losing is interesting sometimes too, right? You want interesting and like, look, yeah, this team is going to be interesting. No matter what happens, they're interesting. So that's good. Yeah, it's much better than a year like say 2017, right? It was a year where there was just, you knew there was, there was going to be no interest in the team after about a month, except for the diehards. But you know, other years, Jake, still Sam Donald's rookie year, there was still interest. There's interest when a coach is going to get fired. The Tebow year. There was a ton of interest. So, uh, you know, this to me feels a lot like that with like this it centers around one guy right now, but the guy is going to be playing 70 snaps a game on like Tebow. So that makes it different. But the the winning aspect, winning and losing doesn't really matter. Just want them to be interesting. You know, whatever that means. And season's upon us. Jets, Bills, week one, it's going to be rocking. Let's do kind of a dissection here before we get to predictions, which if you've read Kaz's column, 
Uh, you may have tweeted him already. You might not be happy with his record prediction, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Let's start with the offense here, Kaz. Uh, this is an offense that could be dynamic, obviously, at quarterback, but in the backfield with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, you got Michael Carter as your third guy. At receiver, Garrett Wilson was the offensive rookie of the year with no quarterback, so he's due for a 1,612 touchdown season. Alan Lazard has the comfortability. McCole Hardman is kind of your gadget guy, can do it all. Randall Cobb. You know, he's played with Aaron his whole life. You got the two tight ends in Uzama and Conklin, which we didn't see much usage of. Rodgers loves his tight ends. You know, let's start there with playmakers before we get to the offensive line. What do you think of, you know, the receiving room, running back room, the tight end room? You know, you kind of gave the sunny side of the street, Jake, so I'll, I'll go the other way, of course. But there's potential there. There's tons of potential, obviously, and I agree with you. What you said could all happen, right? But, but the running back room, Brees Hall is coming off an ACL. We have seen many a guy come off an ACL and they take that first year back. They're just not quite themselves. And then the second year, the Saquon, obviously a local example of that. They're dynamic in the second year, not quite the first year. Dalvin Cook, the other reality is he had shoulder surgery in February. He had no training camp, came in, practice, started practicing last week. He could come in and hit the ground running. I'm not saying he won't, but there also could be a little acclimation period for him. He hasn't, you know, guys need training camp and you know, the Vikings saw something to cut him loose, right? They, they would have figured out the money if they felt like he was still the same Dalvin cook. So that, that to me is a little bit, you know, an area of concern receiver. I th- I'm with you on Garrett. I think Garrett's gonna have a monster monster season. I don't know what the numbers will be, but he looks awesome. I think he's going to be great with Aaron Rodgers. past that. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure what they're going to get. Alan Lazard, you know, you look at his numbers in Green Bay, they're good, but they're not great. And he had a lot of drops in camp. So I'm curious to see how he does. McCole Hardman was really the gadget guy in Kansas City. Can he do more here? And Randall Cobb is what, 33 years old? I think, you know, until up there for receiver. What can what is can he play a full season? What does he have left? I'm not sure. Can it go perfect? Absolutely. It could, but it could go the other way too. And I mean, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle, right? Some of these things that you said are going to come true. Some of the things I'm saying are going to come true. Tight end room, I think looks solid. And I do think they will be better with Rogers. I don't think there's any question in that. So this offense absolutely has the potential to be dynamic. They, they could be a really good offense. My Broadway slash LeBaradin guy, CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. And then when we look at the offensive line, listen, you're you're bringing the you know the swampy side of East Rutherford. I'm bringing the sunny side of East Rutherford here. And gangs all is here. There, there is a sunny side of East Rutherford. <laughs> not not really, uh, but we're gonna find one this season. Uh, okay. The the sunny Beckton, side of New York. Beckton City. High School is nice. Beckton High School is nice. Sir, I'll give Beckton a <laughs> shout out. Uh, is is Beckton like Mackay Beckton High School? Yeah, it's spelled like Mackay Beckton. And Beckton oh, Regional oh. High School is over there in East Rutherford. Has he like been there? I feel like that's an easy marketing like, opportunity. That would have been good hard knocks. What was he marketing though? School lunch? Like what do you? <laughs> Come eat a healthy eat lunch. At I lost fifty pounds eating nutritiously. Look. You guys drink your milk. Yeah, put put a, a PowerPoint <laughs> of all of his Photoshop his uh, selfies from the gym um, over the off season. I am not as doom and gloom about the offensive line because I address this in the open. I think Dwayne Brown, yes, he's coming off the surgery. But this is a guy who's a pro bowler in 2021 who has a strong track record throughout his career. Yes, he's older, but I think he's going to have a comeback here. Lakin Tomlinson, same thing. Didn't have the greatest year last year, but the Jets gave him a big contract. He was also a pro bowler in 2021. I also think the... He was a rep- injury, injury replacement in 2021. I'm not sure about Dwayne. Lakin but was an injury replacement. Yeah. He had a solid season in 2021 yeah. with the 49ers. 
right guard. Vera Tucker would look like a stud and then, you know, gets hurt and he's out for the year. Had a great 2021, gets hurt last year. And then Makai Becton. I think he's done everything right in camp. You could argue, you know, the durability. He hasn't been healthy in a few years and he's never played right tackle. But I think the the lost weight, I think better shape is going to help him. I think better quarterback play, like Roger said, that great quote he had about, you know, nurturing kind of the guys around him, making him better. I thought that was tremendous stuff. So I think Becton's due for a big year, and he knows he's trying to get paid. A monster year could get him a monster contract. So I think Highway 77 is going to the right side, and then centers whatever. McGovern's fine. We'll see if Tittman gets that spot eventually. But, Kaz, I am not going to take the swampy side of East Rutherford's side of this offensive line because I do think while you you may you know they're critics they have potential like there is potential that they can be great and I think better quarterback play automatically makes them better I know you don't agree with me on this but I think there is something to 10 straight completed passes helping an offensive line and durability helping an offensive line versus quarterback change quarterback change interception turnover fumble I think there is something to that I don't think that matters as much, Jake. I think where Aaron helps him is getting the ball out of his hands. Like, he's amazing, right? There was times where Zach Wilson or Mike White or Joe Flacco held the ball and they gave up sacks and that kind of thing. Aaron can get the ball out of his hands like a dart, right? So that's going to help. That will help them. I guess I would – in a similar vein as to the skill position players. Basically, who do you think is a sure thing, Jake, on the line? AVT, right? Would you say AVT is – and everyone else, he kind of said, ah, they, you know, I believe in them. They could, this could happen. This could happen. This could happen. So you've got four other guys who you're saying, if things break right, they're good. If things break wrong, it could be a little bit like what they, what they experienced last year. So the chances of all four guys breaking right are slim. Could two of them break right and two of them not? Yeah. Like it's, I think it's somewhere in the middle again. I don't think that's going to be a disaster. Like the, the lines, They'll figure it. They'll figure out a way. Every team in the NFL is dealing with offensive line issues. It's amazing. There's just not enough good offensive linemen for the NFL. Like, there's just not. It, you, you could pick any team in the NFL, look at their line, and there's problems. So the Jets are not unlike everybody else there. You know, Becton, my concern with Becton is he he hasn't played a full game in, in since 2020, right? So you know, in December of 2020 is last time Makai played 60 to 70 snaps, whatever that will be. So I just think early on, I think there's going to be major growing pains for this offense just because there's a lot of guys coming off injuries. There's a lot of guys who didn't have a lot of camp. They didn't play together very much. There's a new quarterback. There's a new coordinator. There's a new offensive line coach. There's new pieces at running back, new pieces at wide receiver. I, so I think early on, don't be shocked if this offense does not look like the machine you're thinking of now come November, that machine could be rolling. And we saw it for years, Jake, with the Patriots, right? Well, how many times did we see the Patriots start two and two and everyone's like, Oh, that's it. There's finally dead. The Brady Belichick it's over. You know what I mean? And that one year they were calling for Garoppolo to start after the Kansas city game in 14, I think that was. And then all, then all of a sudden you look up in December and they're, they've won 11 or 12 games in a row. So I think that's going to be similar to that in terms of, just a little bit of, you know, the offense, I think, is going to start slowly. Now the defense might be good enough to carry them through those games and win those games. I, I don't necessarily think that means they're going to lose, but we're just talking offense. I, I think it could take a while before this whole thing gels. Let's shift to that side because, you know, they have pass rushers for every day of the week and twice on Sunday, Kaz. I mean, this is one of the best Jets defensive line rooms ever with Carl Lawson. JFM, Jermaine Johnson, Will McDonald, Bryce Huff, Michael Clements, 
to go with Quinn Williams, Al Woods, Quinn Jefferson, and Mr. Broadway, Solomon Thomas. This could be day. I mean, this could be an all time Jets year for sacks. This could be New York sack exchange part two cause, you know, Jermaine Johnson said like, you know, I'm, I want to be dominant this year. I want to be a dominant force and he's primed for a big sophomore year. Quinnen just got paid. You're expecting a big year. Carl Lawson. You're expecting a big year. If he could stay healthy, obviously he's been dealing with some injuries and will McDonald look great in camp. And he's a guy that could be a big part of this defense as well. Early on in the season, what do you think of that that defensive line room, man? I think they're going to be great against the run, and I think they're going to have a lot of sacks this year. I think they're great against the. I think they're great against the pass. I'm not sure about the run, you know. So I think they're going to be awesome. I think they're going to have a ton of sacks. I think quarterbacks are not going to have time. And I think you combo it with what they have at cornerback, and this is going to be a really, really good pass defense against the run. I'm not sure because uh, against the run, Jake is the hardest thing to judge in training camp because they're not tackling. You don't really have the running game in practice. They run, but like there's no tackling. So it's sort of weird, right? And then the days when they don't have pads on, it's very hard to judge what's going on in the run game. And then in the preseason games, they really didn't play, right? The starters barely played. They played a little bit against the Giants, um, but not, but those were the Giants' backups. So I'm not sure what to expect against the run because you remember last year they gave up some big runs. They had, you know, they got gashed a few times. Seattle comes to mind a couple other times. So I'm curious to see how they are against the run, but I think against the pass, they're going to be amazing. I worry about the linebacker depth is one of my worries on defense. If, if one of those guys go down, cause I think they might be in trouble, but it'll be interesting to see if they use those edge guys uh, a little bit more. Do they put multiple, a couple of them out there, but listen, CJ Mosley is coming off a, a 158 tackle a year. So he is the captain. He is one of the three captains along with Rogers and uh, Justin Hardy. So you know, I'm looking forward to it. And then the secondary, like you said, you know, there's nothing to worry about there. I mean, Sauce, DJ Reed, uh, Michael Carter's look like a good slot corner. And then, you know, Jordan Whitehead is primed for a good second year in this defense under Jeff Ulbrich. And Tony Adams is the interesting guy caused to watch in this defense in his second year. As he's going to be the starter. Um, what do you think of that back end uh, secondary with the safeties there? Yeah, I mean, there's question marks with the safeties. I, you know, I didn't think White had a, had a great year last year. Sala was arguing the other day that he did, and you know, if he had made the interceptions, we wouldn't be saying that. So we'll see. Um, and Tony Adams is really an unknown, Jake. Uh, obviously, the coaches love him, but I will say, if they loved him so much, why they trade for Chuck Clark? Right? They did trade. Like <laughs> he really emerged as the starter after Clark tore his ACL. So. You know, yeah, he's a, he's a young player, second year undrafted guy. So he's a, he's the question mark in the secondary because the other ones ha- have done so well. Well, so I've I've read they're going to be the eighty five Bears, Jake. So we'll see. TJ Reed said he wants to be an all time great defense, and I think there is a chance that that could happen. Special teams is for once is not really a concern this year. You got a veteran punter in Thomas Morstead. You got Greg the Leg, Greg Zerline, and you got a, a pretty good kick and punt return in McCole Hardman. Cause I I think we might have uh you know let me knock on wood here on my desk but I I think like uh, Sala Sala knocks on wood all the time. <laughs> I think the special teams room could actually be uh, fairly competent, huh? Yeah, I mean I think Morstead is a huge huge difference for them at, at punter. He'll just be more consistent, and then you know Zerline looked good last year and he seems to have finally stabilized that position. We'll see the returners. I think Xavier Gibson will have something to say. I return or two, he could return some kicks. So, you know, the, the kicking game has been really minimized in the sport. So um, I'm curious to see how that goes this year, but I do think they're, they're solid on special teams. 
All righty, let's do it. Let's make our predictions now for the season. Kaz, I'll hand it off to you first. People have read your prediction. Let us know your record and uh, do they make the playoffs and your reasoning. Let's hear it. So I picked them to go eight and nine, Jake, which I know will not be popular. (laughs) I missed the playoffs. My reasoning. I think the schedule is brutal. Like I said, I think this the start of the season could be slow. I can see three and three by the bye. Uh, I think the end of the season is kind of a little underrated trickiness that people aren't looking at. I have them losing the last two games. That's really where the season hinges to me. So at Cleveland, I think Deshaun Watson, I, I was always a fan of Deshaun Watson, the player in Houston. I think he's going to bounce back and be Deshaun Watson again. So I think that could be a very tough game on a Thursday night. And then uh, finish the season in Foxborough, Jake. I just think there's poetry in them going to New England. And with their if their season's on the line there, that could be a tough spot. But look, I'll say this about predictions. I hate making them. I hate picking the games. I hate picking the season record. I'm wrong way more often than I'm right about the season record. It's very hard to pick the season record because you're going based largely off last year on, on most of these things, right? And so there's two huge things you never know when you're sitting here on September 6th trying to predict this. How healthy will the Jets be? Right? We don't know. We don't know that that in the injuries that'll influence everything. And then what how are they catching the other teams, right? So like you just gonna have to go back to last year and look at it. You know, if you told me they were playing Skylar Thompson twice when they played Miami, I would have viewed those games differently. If you told me Brett Rippon in Denver, if you told me when they played Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau, he was gonna have a he was gonna be coming off a broken thumb the week before. You know, and sometimes it goes the other way. You catch you catch a team that's red hot, right? That's maybe not not that good, but all of a sudden they go on a, on a on a tear and you catch them. That like the timing of when you play teams is huge and injuries are huge. So you can't predict those. So if you tell me they're going to go, if they go 10 and six, 10 and seven, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. If you tell me 11 and six, that's like the 11 and six, I think is every single thing breaks right for them. And, and they can go 11 and six. It's a tough division, six tough games. I wouldn't argue with you if you, you told me, uh, I think they're going to go 10 and seven or, or I don't, I don't, I know people will see eight and nine and go, Oh my God, that's horrible. I, I don't see, I see plus two minus two is kind of, where you, where you could end up. Yeah, I think eight and nine is ludicrous. I think eight and nine means Rodgers got hurt. I think eight and nine is bottom of the barrel. Everything went wrong for the Jets. If Rodgers gets hurt, they're going four and 13, Jake. I'll oh, tell you that. <laughs> That's true. It depends when. when. Let's, let's not put that out there. But I, I know it's hoopla and hype and, and things can go wrong, but I love everything I'm seeing. I love it from on the field, off the field. I don't think you could overlook these guys and, and the unity that they've had off the field, going out together, doing different things. I think it's going to translate on the field. And there, Yeah, there might be growing pains early. First eight games are tough. You hope to escape those four and four. But I think this team, I think this defense is going to be elite. I think you're going to get a great backfield duo. Those guys will spell each other. If, if one guy's gas, one guy's hurt, you got the other. You still got Michael Carter. You got Izzy. I think Garrett Wilson is going to have an all-time great Jets season for a wide receiver. I think you're going to see the tight ends get involved. I think it's all going to break right. So, yes, I'm going to take so this. Nothing is going to go wrong. Nothing, nothing is going to go wrong for the Jets. For, How for long have you watched this team? How for, long have you watched this team? For once, How long have you Jets, this team? For once in Jets history, it's all yeah, going to go exactly. right. For the first time in my life, it's all going right <sighs> for the Jets. God. And you know what? I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to – I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to get crazy. You're going to be a homer. I, You're wearing a Jets shirt. You have a Jets jersey behind you. I'm going to be extra homer. <laughs> because I was so mad when I saw – When I saw 8-9. 
I'm going to be realistic with the record. I'm going to say, you know, they'll struggle a little bit early on, pick it up in the second half of the season. I'm going to say the Jets go 10 and 7. All I'm right, going to say reasonable. they get get a wild card spot. That's reasonable. And they're right, going to go to the Super Bowl. And, and there you go. There he goes over the edge. But if it all goes right with the quarterback, with everything in place, I'm yes, it could. But let's just say for now, let's if it just, all I, like just, 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 all just goes right. If, why can't they win a Super Bowl? All goes right. Five but tell, words. But, if it all but, goes right. If if it name goes right, me, can they win a Super Bowl if everything name, goes right? Name for me the last time it all went right. For the there's Jets. always a first. There's always a first. But let, but answer it. <laughs> if it all goes right, everything's right. Can Rodgers lead them to Super Bowl? I think the answer is yes. I'm a, a believer, Jake, that you have to kind of take steps toward winning the Super Bowl. Like, you got to sort of get to the playoffs, lose, and get there, you know? Now, the Bengals got to the Super Bowl a few years ago. With They they jumped into it. But I, I usually feel like, you know, the Eagles the year before, right, went to the Super went went to the playoffs, lost, and then they came back. They go to the Super Bowl. Chiefs were kind of a slow climb with Mahomes. They lost in the championship game to Brady. Then they win the Super Bowl the next year. I kind of – that's about just my feeling – you generally don't just come in and the first time you make the playoffs in 12 years or 13 years and win the Super Bowl. I, I feel like you have to learn. You have to take the steps to get there. Well, they're taking one giant step, 10 and seven yeah. playoff appearance jets over the Eagles in the Super Bowl <laughs> in Vegas. We'll see you in Vegas. Viva Las Jets Vegas. The Jets hoist their first Lombardi. How is this team losing seven games? Because they're going to get off to a slow start. I think the offensive line is going to take time to develop cohesion. I think they're probably three and three, you know, four and four in those first six to eight games. But then I think they they hit their stride in the second half, Cos. And I think this defense carries – the defense is so good that if the offense stays healthy, it's going to be special. It just is. So I I didn't want to go the crazy route. But I, I decided. I know Connor Hughes said they would go to the AFC Championship, so he's close to my prediction. But I'm going to take him over right. the top. He's almost as crazy as you. So yeah, <laughs> so that's why I like. I like him. He's, he's crazy. He's a nut like me. Jets over the Eagles, the Super Bowl. All right, now we are you going to bet? Are you going to bet the Jets winning the Super Bowl, Jake? Uh, I, I think as they got Rodgers, I did put in a bet. I think it was like twenty five to win like three hundred if they win the Super Bowl or something like that. So I, it's already in. It was made. Months ago, I don't think I'm going to make another one, but luckily everything's still in place for that to to hit. And uh, you know, maybe I'll take you to steak dinner. Still in place, the- September sixth. It's still in place to hit. I think you got to take me to dinner at the Jets in the Super Bowl because it would be so shocking that uh, you know, it would be a cause for celebration. All right, before really, I won't be able to eat dinner. Here. I won't be able to eat dinner at the Jets in the Super Bowl. I'll be working so much. Yeah. Well, listen, but think about it. Covering a Super Bowl, you're there like you always are, but the Jets. I've said this for years, Jake, because people say, oh, you root for the loser. I'm, the ultimate Jet story is them winning the Super Bowl. And I do hope I get to write that story, whatever that is, because that's a story that will be read by more people than ever. And they'll people will buy the paper. People will keep the paper. My story will be framed in people's basements. Like that's, yeah, that's the ultimate is writing that story. There's no I will frame your story right here. Cards, let's let's put that audio clip in the Hall of Fame, hanging in the Louvre, put it in a yep. can. And uh That's we'll, the ultimate we'll, story. We'll put that on loop. So uh, you know, we want it. All right, let's let's before Willie Cologne hops on here, 
It, it does start Monday night. There is a there is a game at MetLife Stadium, and it's going to be an absolute raucous crowd. I cannot wait to be there. It's going to be buzzing, no gas, all break, trying to get there. Get there early <laughs> Monday night. Just take off work. Start tailgating at noon, for God's sake. Take the day off. Pretend it's Labor Day all over again. Jets, Bills. Jets are two and a half point underdogs, Kaz, going to this one. Listen, the Bills are still the favorite. I still have them winning the division. But, you know, they have showed us in the playoffs they have not been able to get it done. Um, this is a, a very good defense, a really good secondary. Brings back Tredavious Wright, brings back Jordan Poyer, a pro bowler last year. You know, they got Leonard Floyd at linebacker. This is a really good defense, but I think the Jets' defense is a little bit better. Uh, break this game down for us, Kaz, and make your pick. Yeah, uh, look, Bills are a good team, but I just, I think the emotion of Monday night is going to be crazy. Uh, I think the Jets are going to be flying high September 11th. The stadium's going to be jacked. It's, I mean, it's going to be filled to the rafters. Yeah, I, I was just saying to my wife last night, I, I pretty much have it set, Jake, of like when I leave my house to get to a Jets game, right? I've done it so many times. I think Monday I'm going to have to leave a lot earlier because I, I know you lunatics are going to be in the parking lot really early. And so I just think, I just can't see how the Jets lose this game, Jake. They can't, they can't lose this game. So I'll go score-wise, I think it'll be a good game. I think the Jets pull it out at the end. I'll go Jets 23, Bills 20. It's a new season, week one. Kaz is taking the underdog, the Jets. Can you believe it? And who do you think they're gonna lose nine times after that? I don't know. I think uh, it's all gonna change. Tune in, tune in next week. Yeah, tune, next week, 2017, <laughs> Jets lose. I, of course, am going to take the freaking New York Jets. Are you kidding me? Will the Bills score a touchdown or get shut out? Yeah, that's what I'm waiting here for you. I'm getting here. This will be a very tight game. I think the Bills are going to score, but the Jets are going to score more. That's how football works. The team who scores more wins, and I think the Jets are going to stop James Cook. They have no problem stopping the Bills' running game. Josh Allen's going to have a few, you know, Hail Marys, a few balls to Stephon Diggs. Of course, he's going to get a few, but this Jets' secondary is too damn good. I think Rodgers is going to light it up to start the game. The Bills are not as good against the run. They're a better team against the pass. Josh Allen is going to be on his ass all day. They're going to put all the pressure in the world on Josh Allen. So if Kaz is picking the Jets, you better believe I'm taking the Jets. Jets 27, Bills 24. Great delay. Late field goal. I agree. For them. And it comes down to special teams in the end. And man, that after party, man, just cancel work on Tuesday. Just cancel work on Tuesday. Two things. The Jets have always been good against Josh Allen, even when their defense hasn't been as good. They they seem to they do well against Josh Allen. They and, beat him last time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, right? Not not in Buffalo, but they, yep. they they played well. It wasn't the defense's fault. Like they 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 seem to you know he he fumbles a lot, throws some interceptions against them. Like they played well against Josh Allen. Um, the second thing is, yeah, Tuesday. No matter what happens, Jake. Tuesday, I wish I could go like in a cabin in the woods and be completely disconnected because whatever happens, the overreaction from you guys is going to be epic. epic. We'll see you Tuesday morning on gangs all here. I, yeah, I'll be from a cabin. You'll have to tell me what the reaction is. Cause if you, if the jets win, it's going to be, Oh my God, they're going 17 and out of the Super Bowl. Ah! And if they lose, it's going to be, Oh no, here it is again. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say here it is again, because this game could go either way. Now, if they get crushed, and Rodgers is terrible or there's an injury. I, I don't even want to put that out there because 
you know, with our luck, that something Aaron bad will it. happen. I think if they win, I'm not going to say, you know, super, I mean, I already said Super Bowl. You already so. said Super Bowl. <laughs> I guess I'm already <laughs> crying out loud. I guess I'm already doomed no matter You're what. You're already there. I'm already at the top of the mountain, no just, matter what happens. You can but, say uh, this now, Jake. We're sitting here on a Wednesday morning. You can say, oh, I'm not going to overreact. Blah, blah, blah. Week one overreactions are always insane, right? Remember last year after the Ravens game, that's when Sal said the receipts thing because the reaction was crazy. It's always over the top. This year, it's going to be like magnified by a thousand. So you can say whatever you want. I know you t- when Tuesday morning, you're going to be, there's you're going to be one extreme or the other. Well, Tuesday morning, we'll see a 9 a.m. recording right here on Gangs All Here. Episode will drop around noon on Tuesday. Coming up next on Gangs All Here, we'll talk with former Jet Willie Colon. Uh, ready? That's about it. You know, great opportunity. See y'all Monday. All right, joining us now, friend of the program, Hofstra Pride alum, former Jets offensive lineman. You catch him on the Carton Show every morning on FS1 with Craig Carton, and you catch him SNY pre- and post-game Jets analyst as well. Willie Colon. Willie, how was your offseason? I saw you a few weeks ago, you and your your wife. We were having a blast, sipping some wine, enjoying a, a Yankees-Red Sox game, which isn't the same as past Yankees-Red Sox series. Yeah. Um, but how you doing, man? All is well, man. No complaints, man. I'm blessed. I think it's uh, it's always tough when you see uh, see the Yankees suck as bad as they do. But football's hair has arrived, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see these Jets get underway. Well, I can guarantee, Cos may not guarantee, I'll guarantee, the New York Jets will be better than the New York Yankees in 2023. <laughs> I'll just go out and say that. Willie, I want you to react. Cos said 8-9. and nine. I said 10-9. Eight eight yeah. I said ten and seven. I went a little crazy and said they're going to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Jake but hasn't beaten the, the Super Bowl, Willie. We got you got both sides of the street here. I just want to cover a Super Bowl team, so I'm just you know we're hoping for that. Let's start with your. Let's just hit it right off the bat. Give us your prediction for the season. Well, I at least have them winning the division. I, I see that. I think this is a team right now. Listen, I I, I can understand. You know, Kaz has been a, a part of this Jets world for a long time, so his uh, <laughs> his optimism and his blind faith that we all exude is, is he that doesn't exist in his world. Um, so I can understand why he's so pessimistic. However, I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to go to Jets camp, and I was fortunate enough to. Uh, and I was only there for a day. So, uh, but what I saw was a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers literally changed the culture during his time in training camp. And I and I was fortunate enough to also walk around the field and talk to multiple people, people with titles and people who who, who necessarily are the bottom feeders, if you will. And they and they spoke very adamantly and and honestly about how eight, so to speak, really has done a fantastic job of winning over New York and winning over the building with his ability to be accountable, talking life into guys like Makai Becton, uh, being there for Zach Wilson, and also implementing a culture that that needed to needed some serious readjustment, right? And I've been to part of training camp. I, I wasn't used to seeing stadium stairs. I wasn't used to seeing the big production of hard knocks in NFL films. It felt like I walked into what a like Disney World for the Jets. It, it was <laughs> it was awesome to see. So but with all that said, the hype is real. Now it's just a matter of this, this Jets team going out and doing it against Buffalo Monday night. I got one for you, Willie. So this is something I've been debating with some people in the building, right? All the talk. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to be the 85 Bears. You know, DJ Reed the other day. You're younger than me. You're a lot younger than me. But I still think you're kind of old school. Like, we were always taught, like, let your play do the talking, right? right. Like, don't, don't talk so much about it. How do you feel about them kind of going out there? 
and obviously they didn't choose Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks chose them, but that's that's amplified this. But it's kind of just the I'd say cockiness. It's it's a it's a cockiness that's coming out of this team that really hasn't done anything yet. H- how do you feel about the way they're talking right now? Well, I don't think it stems from them not just believing in themselves. I think that they're being told that they can be one of the best defenses of all time. And right. you see DJ Reed come out and speak that into existence. One, I don't, you know, DJ Reed wasn't even around for the 85 years, right? He would never know what how good Richard Dent or Dan Hampton or Mike Singletary was. He would never understand. Yes. So you do push back about your whole chemo sabi. Like this is, there's levels to this. I just think, I think this just defense will be good. What scares me about this just defense is, and I and I saw a little bit of this last year, this just defense is going to have to learn how to close games. I don't think yeah. they they don't they don't understand what that means. I was fortunate enough, you know, when I was at the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, it didn't matter if we scored three touchdowns, if we scored three touchdowns, three points, or whatever. The fourth quarter came, that the, our defense was closing that game. There's nothing you can do. There's levels to this. And great defenses, where you talk about the 2000 Ravens, or you're talking about the Legion of Boom, or you're even talking about the Bears, they finish games. Aaron Rodgers is going to score points in the fourth quarter. But he's also going to be at he's also going to have to rely on that defense to say, hey, man, if I put seven on this board. That other team can't score. We haven't seen this defense do that. I've been on record of saying I thought I think Sauce Gardner is a hell of a cornerback. Uh, I think he's awesome, but I thought he got away with a lot, a lot last year. Um, yeah. As far as like being handsy, some no call, yeah. you know, all the all the all the above. So we got to see if he can be consistently good in year two. I think DJ Reed is arguably their best uh, DB in that secondary, hands down. I like CJ Mosley. I like Quentin Williams, but. I need to see the supporting cast show up. The Jermaine Johnsons, the Michael Clemens, the 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 Huffs, all these guys who, you know, the, I, I'm a big fan of Al Woods, play with Al Woods. A lot of these guys have to come to now to the party. They, a lot of these guys have to arrive. We know who the main characters are. Now what does that supporting cast look like? Because we did see what happened with this Jets defense look like without Quentin Williams in the lineup. And they kind of took, they took, a, they they turned down a little bit. So it's it's going to be interesting. I think at this point they have to be tired of talking. I know we're tired of talking about them, reporting them. Now it's <laughs> now it's time it's time to see these guys go. And it begins Monday night. You were an offensive lineman, Willie. I'm curious what you think of the offensive line. You know, Kaz wrote about it. A lot of media has wrote about it. There's some doubts on the offensive line. Can Mackay back to move to the right side and do it successfully? Is Dwayne Brown too old to play left tackle? Can Lakin have a big comeback season? Will AVT be you know be the guy we saw in his rookie year? What do you think of this offensive line? So first off with Makai Beckton, I think he's going to be good. I do. I think he'll be fine. The word around the building, the people I've talked to, as long as you continue to talk life into him, you continue to put your arms around him and and give him more of a affirmative, uh, you know, tap on the shoulder, like, hey, big fella, you're worthy of being out here. You're doing a great job. As long as you continue to talk, you know, give him that type of uh, that, that breath of fresh air, he's going to play well. And I think he's played well the last two preseason games, preseason games I saw of him. I think he also is going to play better because Von Miller is not going to be there Monday night, right? So that's a, that's <laughs> going to be a confidence booster. That helps. And that helps a lot. And I think, listen, you only become a good football player if you play a lot of football. He's missed some time. And that's and that's and whether it was injury or whatever the situation is, I was impressed that he came back in shape. I was impressed that he kind of battled through camp and found himself a position. And now he has to go play football at a high level. I loved him his rookie year. I thought he, besides his generational type, his size, I thought he was absolutely – Awesome his rookie year. Obviously, he dealt with the knee injury um, and has been struggling to find his way back. Now that he is back, I do expect Makai Beckton to have a solid season. I do. Um, I think he knows what's expected of him. I think he has to put in the work. He has to continue to monitor his weight. 
But I expect him to be an anchor on that line. Now, you know, AVT, same thing. I think he's going to be – obviously, he's their prize, heart, prize horse among, uh, amongst the five. He'll be fine. Connor, I think, will be fine. Connor's always going to be good because he's played enough ball. He knows respected of him. Lincoln, I think, really, to your point, you know, he has to just go out there and not worry, not worry about the, the people are saying or, or, or continue to – you can tell at times, and I don't know if it's – maybe reading the papers or whatever, man. I worry about how much of this New York media has kind of leaned on them, you know, and, and so we'll see about that. But I expect them to have a solid year. And I think the fact that he's playing next to Connor and AVT, that, that middle three is going to be solid. I wouldn't have been upset if Joe Tipman would have started either because I like Tipman being a 6'6 guard, flexible, has a range. I'm always going to be a fan. The more you play football, the better you get at it. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if they would have thrown him in there. Um, and Dwayne Brown, who I got to talk to while I was in camp, He's from he's cut from my cloth. He's old school. He doesn't need a lot of love. He doesn't need the hugs and a pat on the backs, maybe like a Makai Becton. He's very like, man, just wrote a ball out there. I'm going to go out there and do my job and get it done. Just a matter of him staying healthy. But I got a lot of respect for Dwayne Brown. He's he's actually one of my one of the guys I love watching play, man, because of his old school nature. Just to follow that, Willie, they, they didn't get a lot of time together in camp, right? Dwayne came back two weeks ago, I think. Um, ABT missed some time. Makai missed a couple of days, not much. But what is there to that unit playing together? What is there to be said for that in terms of gelling? And, like, you know, it's not like the defensive line doesn't really need to play together. I feel like the best O-lines I've covered, they play together a lot. Do you, do you worry about that at all, that communication-wise or anything? They, it might take them a little while? Well, that's always going to be uh, poignant from the standpoint because – not only do they have to play together, they used to play with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers plays at a different tempo than other receivers. I mean, excuse me, than other quarterbacks. He's a guy that likes to get everything on the ball, see the defense react, use the hard, use the hard count as a as a weapon for him. This offense is offensive line is gonna have to used to doing what Aaron wants to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's a lot of times Aaron may have certain things in his head he wants to see right out the gate. That five playing cohesive, playing together and being cohesive, that's gonna happen over time. But they got to get used to eight and the tempo he plays. And what? And if you ever watch Aaron Rodgers in the uh, playoffs, you know those guys in a two point stands and they're locked and loaded. They, you know they they're ready to go. So they're just gonna have to get used to playing a faster tempo and and playing a more detailed fashion. You know Aaron likes to call audibles. He'll see things. He'll ask different things of uh, guys on the outside that he probably he, he probably would admit. Meaning like he can go to CJ, you know, uh, Houston Mazzotti and be like, hey man. Run what you did last week. Just get open. You know what I mean? Like, there's different things that he's capable of doing out there. Right. But, but as far as the offensive line, man, I, I'm not worried about them playing together and getting better. I just want them to continue to stay healthy. Because um, yeah. that's what happened to the Jets last year. They 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 got old fast and they got injured fast. And the depth they had wasn't good enough to kind of sustain what they wanted to do during that year. Yeah, if anyone goes down, they don't have a ton of offensive line depth. Of Mitchell and is it Schweitzer? Schneitzer? How do you, how do you say it? Schweitzer. Why Schweitzer? Schweitzer. I'll have a Broadworth with that. Um, we haven't talked yet about the coaching staff, Willie. Is this the right coaching staff to take the Jets to the promised land? For Sala, this is a make or break year. If they don't make the playoffs, he's probably canned. You know, Jeff Ulbrich, that defense was talented last year. Every time he drops an F-bomb, take a shot, you'd be hammered with uh, watching hard knocks. He really fires the guys up. And then so can we talk Hackett. about that, Jake? Yeah. Why? Why? And and because you've been around Rex Ryan for a long time, yeah. you know Rex was not no devout <laughs> Christian when it came to his verbiage. <laughs> no, no. So what, is- So what? So why is? And I'm interested in your take, Cause. Like, why are people so hung up on Robert Sala using you know bad language? Which I for me, 
I don't think it's bad language. Only, yeah. Words words only matter if you make them matter. I, yeah, I don't care about it. I, I, I was even aware if people were making a big deal about it. I, I, I don't care. And I also, I think uh, what, I, what always makes me laugh is these guys are amazing when you talk to them in private and they, they F-bomb all over the place. Then they get in front of the microphones and they never say it. Right. It's almost like when you have kids, right? My language is pretty bad. When my kids are around, I, I my son's 14. I've probably f you know, said that two or three times in his lifetime in front of him. On right. But like, but yeah, so I, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, this is, this is the way it is, man. This is the way football coaches speak. And yeah, I, they're just words. As long as they're not saying anything derogatory, I don't, I don't see a big deal about it, but yeah, Ulbrich, Ulbrich likes his language too. Well, I would say this, there was, there was like rumors or speculation that Robert Sala was too nice, right? That he yeah, may have yeah. been too nice to be coaching this type of team. <laughs> And yeah. I'm saying to myself, either he's too nice or he's too well, he's too what? He what can't win with really. that he's he's the head coach. And right. head coaches wear multiple hats. And to your point, my mom was considered the sweetest woman in American <laughs> history. Like people loved my mother. But could even imagine like her a bad a bad bone existed in her body. Now, amongst the core of my family, she had a mouth like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> like she she was aggressive. She was mean, and she was, and she cursed a lot. Probably where I learned how to curse, most likely. Be honest. But to your <laughs> point, on the outside world, yeah, she's she like, hey, she's the sweetest woman to ever walk the planet. I like the fact that Robert Sala uses bad words. I like the fact that he's looking <laughs> at this young Jets group and realized the only way I'm gonna get through to these guys or spark their attention is by using some unchoice words to let them know that that the urgency of the moment is now arrived. That well, there's no longer going back. Like we I are laugh, here. I laugh at the idea he's too nice, right? Like was Tony Dungy too nice? Tony Dungy seems like a really nice guy. He, they won a lot of football games there. Uh, there's other examples too, and and then people say, oh, oh, he's doing that for the cameras now because he's trying to prove he's not that nice. <laughs> like he can't win. I, I, that's Salah. You know, that's him. I've known him. I've gotten to know him pretty well for three years now. You know, he 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 he'll throw the language around, and he's. He is a very, very nice guy, but I also think he is the pulse of his football team and he knows what they need. And he I think he's pretty good at, at communicating with them and, and doing that part of the job. I think you've seen that on Hard Knocks, the speeches and stuff. I don't know. I think I like his speeches. I think I think they're thoughtful for the most. I thought the Mount Everest thing was cool. Like I thought that was a great analogy uh, that he came up with. So it's yeah. funny, though. Now he said that to us last week. He said to the media. And we, we turn to each other and go, oh, that's, that's going to be on Hard Knocks in a speech next week. Because he, he, now I can see it because he uses he gives us the same kind of speech every once in a while. And the Crows, he did the Crows thing with us early in camp. And then okay. they showed the speech. Yeah. So it's like he he has his little uh, analogies that he, he finds. I, I think he's, I don't know, I'd like to sit in those meetings like if I was a player rather than I think some other coaches I've covered. There's no way they were communicating like that in meetings. Adam Gase wasn't cursing and talking about crows in a meeting. I Adam Gase was that. Adam Gase was cursing. I'll guarantee that. But Adam <laughs> Gase, I don't think Adam Gase wouldn't have the 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 these analogies and speeches like that. Yeah, well, uh, and Nathaniel Hackett just rocking out at MJ the musical. You know, I I love I love Nathaniel. I, he's one of those guys. May not be a great head coach, but hell of a coordinator. His two MVPs, Rogers, are under him. I'm excited to see this offense. Um, Willie, four called the plays, Jake. Uh, Let's let Nathaniel Hackett prove himself before we crown him as a great offensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> I'm going to crown them early here. Uh, all right, Jets, Bills, uh, what are you looking for in this game here, Willie? I know you said the Jets, you think the Jets are going to win. You think they're going to finish, uh, win the division. So I assume that's like 11 and six, somewhere around there. But uh, yeah. break down this break down this game uh, for us on Monday night. It's going to be rocking at MetLife. It's going to not only be rocking at MetLife, but I think it's going to probably be the most one of the most pivotal games of the season for this team, considering it's going to be against a division opponent. I think Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers have pretty much dominated the headlines. Um, I also think this is a team that they're going to play hard. They're going to play fast. They're going to give you everything they that we've been expecting. I'm just ready to see what this run game looks like with Dalvin Cook and possibly Brees Hall, right? I want to see what that looks like. I'm interested to see also from a defense standpoint how well, I mean, Quentin Williams is not going to be a secret. He's not a secret anymore, right? Like, how once again, how long, how well does this important cast help him? Because if you look around the league, man, the the, Joe, the Nick Boses of the world, the, the the Chris Jones of the world, both guys who are sitting out because of, well, because of the money, what they do is demand double teams and allows other guys a one-on-one situation, one-on-ones. Can can the Jermaine Johnsons, all these young guys, you know, the Downings, the Will Downings of the world, can they go off on Monday night? Because that's where you earn your name, on Monday night football. So I want to see what those guys look like. And I'm also interested, man, I want this Jets team to, to flat out win. And I know that sounds very cliche and boring. Enough with the talking. Let's play football. Uh, and Kaz has a point. It's okay to be crass and somewhat cocky, but now you got to put it on tape. And now when you're this vocal about who you are and what you can be, if you're not who you say that you are and the tape doesn't support that, hell's missiles are coming down on the Jets, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just with the backlash, the criticism. So can if they don't perform like we expect them to perform or how we want them to perform, I know Aaron Rodgers has been very vocal about his temperament. Like, I'm not the same old Aaron Rodgers. I'm too old to maybe be as snappy or impatient. I understand this is a young locker room, and they have to learn how to win. And I know he understands what the culture was, and he's trying to make it to what it could be. But, Kaz, you've been in the media. You know if this man goes in Monday night and he throws, I don't know, two touchdowns and two interceptions and they look mediocre, mm. it will be hell to pay. You know yeah. what I mean? And Tuesday's so, going to be something on the Carton it's show. Tuesday's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be – It's it will be way different than anything he's ever experienced in Green Bay. Yeah. How does he handle that? And if this comes – if and to your point – you said they may be an eight and nine team. Let's just say they turn around. They got a brutal eight games. Let's be 100. They got a tough yeah. eight game. If they leave, you know, if they walk out of this thing scuffed up out of the month of September and it's the Aaron Rodgers, was he worth the money? All this hype, yada, yada, yada. I want to see how, how can he handle it? Because we've talked about it. You know what I mean? We've yeah. watched this grunt to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Talk about his uh, GM and Brian Gutekiss and, and Mark Murphy and and how he was not happy and he was unhappy with, you know, his last couple of years, even though they paid him handsomely. What does he look like and how does he sound? Because this locker room can't handle a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers. He is their Lord and Savior. <laughs> you know what I mean? He will break, yeah. he will crack that locker yeah. room if yeah. he's not, if he doesn't remain Eddie, steady Eddie. We'll see. It's a lot to be said. It's a lot to see. But I expect this Jets team to be very good. I expect them to win. It's just a matter of just going out and doing it. I thought of this the other day. You guys will appreciate this as you're talking about the Yankees. And, Willie, I know you how big a Yankees fan you are. People yep. have asked me a lot about Aaron and the New York media and is it different here. And, like, look, if he throws, if he has a bad game in Green Bay, he's getting slayed in Green Bay too. But it's just a, like the little differences here. So, like, 
I was watching the Jeter show, the captain that documentary they did after he broke his ankle the one year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that off season, we got a picture of him down in South Beach and he looked a little chunky. Right. It, it, I think it was a bad picture. Like his shirt way was falling. And our back page was Derek Eater. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. And Jeter tells the story. He said he was at breakfast when someone brought him the paper and he had all this food over and he pushed all the food away. because He's like, oh, man, they think I'm fat. But like that doesn't happen in Green Bay. No, no. So there's going to be something like that along the way here where it's a little different in New York or, you know, last Thanksgiving, our front page was a turkey with Zach Wilson's head on. Like that stuff doesn't happen in Green Bay. So, yeah, I'm curious to see, Willie, like it's been there's been a pretty nice long honeymoon here and he's got nothing but good press and love, but at some point that's going to change. There's going to be something goes wrong, you know? And I'm, and, I, and to give Aaron his flowers too, I thought he's done a great PR job. Amazing. Amazing. Landing in yep. New York, kissing yep. the babies, eating the pizza, ah, amazing. Going to the concerts, yep. just being Mr. Yep. I thought he's done mm-hmm. a fantastic job. I think he's actually suppressed New York's, I guess, angst and maybe, you know, we. I yep. speak about the Yankees. I remember Randy Johnson showed up. He was punching reporters when he got here. <laughs> yeah, he pushed a photographer, yeah. <laughs> he, he literally looked like somebody who's like, this isn't my habitat. Kill kill everybody, you know? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. He won yeah. over New York. He's won over that building. Now he has to just go win. And I hope he does it. I, I really, I'm really pulling for him. Being a part of this media market, and I'm homegrown, is different. It's yeah. real, real different. So we'll see. <laughs> Do you, do you got a prediction how deep the Jets go? Do you think oh, they can win a Super go. Bowl? Do you, do you want to really, really? Do you want to ride the Super Bowl train with me to Viva Las Jets Vegas on February the week after my thirty third birthday? The Jets play in the Super Bowl in Vegas. I can't. Um, the Jets <laughs> just haven't been to the playoffs in thirteen years, man. Uh, and I'm and I and I'm gonna I gotta hold myself accountable. I was part of that reason. Um, but, <laughs> but at the same, but, but at the same accord, man, I do expect this team to play meaningful games in December. I do expect this team to land in the playoffs, how far they go, who knows? Because this is what we also got to understand in cost. You, you've been around Jake, you've watched them when the jets were relevant in 2009 to 2010. You got to learn how to win football games and you got to learn, man, how to really. you got to learn how to win football games when the targets on your back, mm-hmm. when people know who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's easy to walk through the back door. And steal all the cookies and burn the house down. Like, oh, look at the big bag bandit. But it's another yeah. thing when you come through the front door and they're expecting you, and you still burn the house down and steal the goodies. Like, it's just a different mindset, and you got to be dominant on the road. So, I'm not saying the Jets aren't talented. I'm not saying they're not capable of being a very good team. What I am saying is, winning comes with a maturation. You have to learn how to win. You have to learn how to handle winning. You have to learn what it takes to win. You know how to prepare to win. I was fortunate in my years with the Steelers, man. We didn't, we not only embrace winning, but we also realized for us to get the respect and to dominate, we we had to be able to win on the road. It's easy to kick ass in your own building, but can you kick ass in your own building, kick ass on the road, and then kick ass to the point where people are waiting for you to see if you can kick their ass? You know what I mean? So it's 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 different, man. It's different, and this team is young. I love the talent. I love the vibrant. You got Woody wearing you know platinum chains and and white all white Air Force ones, which is amazing. Uh, I was like, I credit, I, got, I guess I credit Sauce Gardner for that. Um, but it's fun. But, you know, in a, in a couple of days, we'll see how fun it is if they don't go out there and perform like they should against Buffalo. Well, looking forward to that. And we'll catch you, the, we'll catch us the morning after in Gangsville here. And you can watch Willie on TV 
on the Carton Show on FS1, 7 to 9.30 a.m. And uh, an early wake up. We'll, we, you won't be at the game, right? Because you'll be in the SNY studio. No, I'll be in the S- I'll be in the SNY studio with me, Connor Rogers, Bart Scott, Steve Gelbs, uh, getting everybody ready for the uh, for the game on Monday night, and uh, then we'll see that what the after, what the post show looks like. So we'll uh, see late, what happens. You're all over the TV spectrum, Willie. I mean, yep. you got the late night uh, SNY, you got the early morning FS1. Um, he's all over the place. Willie Cologne, Hofstra alum, Will Cologne, sixty six. Let's hope the Jets bring us these positive vibes and you could turn the page over from the disappointing Yankees, my disappointing Mets. We need football. And Willie Colon, we appreciate you coming on. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. All right, all right, all right. Great stuff there from my guy, Willie Cologne, the pride of Hofstra University on the Carton Show. He's on SNY. He's all over the place. He's done a terrific job in his post-career in the media world, and he's candid. He's from New York. He tells it how it is. So we always love having Willie. We'll have him back on again throughout this season, and we'll be back all season long as that closes up episode 146 of Gangs All Here, New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me in producing the show. Hearts and I will be at the game on Monday, so uh, we will see you there. We'll hopefully get some fan content, and we'll use hopefully for Tuesday's show. So if you see us, let us know if you're a listener of Gangs All Here, where you can subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating right now on Apple. Give us a five-star rating if you listen on Spotify. And if you listen on Apple, write in a positive review. Watch all full episodes and clips on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Subscribe there and follow that Gangs All Here playlist. Give us a thumbs up below. Comment below your win total. What do you think the Jets do this season? Am I crazy for saying Super Bowl? Do I fully believe it? No, but I want to. So I'm going to say it. And then when it happens, I'll look great. If it doesn't happen, you know what? It won't be surprising because they never get to the Super Bowl. So shock the world. Do it. We'll be back Tuesday. We should hopefully drop the episode at noon on Tuesday after Monday night football. Jets Bills at MetLife Stadium every Monday and Thursday. This case, Tuesday and Thursday next week. We got you covered right here on Gangs All Here. Week one. Enjoy the game. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. We'll talk to you Tuesday. And they're oh, going go go. <laughs> to the go. Super Bowl. And there you go. There he goes over the edge.